Welcome to This Week in Location-Based Marketing with your hosts, Rob Woodbridge and Asif Khan. It is time for This Week in Location-Based Marketing. This is episode number 173, 173. We are recording this live March 14th. That is a Friday of the year. 2014. My name is Rob Woodbridge from Untether.tv, located in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. And with me, as always, Asif Khan from the Location-Based Marketing Association. Yes, back in Toronto, home from South by, but plenty to report. Oh my goodness, look at what's behind. If you're not watching this, all I see behind Asif is the LDMA logo and Retail Loco. He's changed things up on us. Well, uh, we got a uh, great show. We got 10, 10 amazing stories uh, that we're going to bring your way. We're going to highlight three of them, which are uh, great, great technologies. Some, um, some incredible stories. Some incredible stories. You want to stick around for those. Uh, we got a mobile minute with Chuck Martin. And Asif is going to give us a good rundown of Retail Loco and what his thoughts are from uh, South by Southwest, which he was at last week. But before we do that, we got a great little announcement for you guys. Asif and I have been working behind the scenes, if you can believe it, behind these scenes the scenes that are behind us, on uh, a little book that we're calling People, Places, Media. And uh, while we're not finished the entire book at this moment, you can sign up for more information at peopleplacesmedia.com. You can sign up, and if you do, we will send you the first chapter when it's ready right away to your inbox, and then you can decide what you want to do with it. But there are going to be eight or nine chapters of these. It depends on how we break this up, the final edits. But eight or nine chapters of all the things that are location-based marketing extracted from our minds and put into paper, which is not an easy thing to do. So go to peopleplacesmedia.com, sign up for your advanced copy of the first chapter and whatever other goodies we decide that we want to send your way ahead of the launch. Peopleplacesmedia.com. All right, Asif. Man, South by Southwest. Start I talking. Yeah, Where unbelievable. I went down there, obviously, uh, Retail Loco Central to uh, what we were doing from the LBMA's perspective, full day retail conference on the Sunday. We've been talking about that for a few weeks, but so much more. I mean, I was there and down there for five days. Uh, I spoke at Urban Airships event on the Saturday, Mobile Saturday, it was called. Fantastic panel. Uh, we had uh, agency on there. We had event base, the company that created the South by app uh, for the event. We had REI, the big re uh, outdoor retailer on the panel. And if you can believe this, Rob, that panel that day on the Saturday at South by was the number two trending topic in all of South by discussion. And South by is, is no small thing. I mean, this is over 5,000 sessions just in the interactive festival that you can attend. Come on. Crazy, crazy numbers. Crazy people everywhere, all kinds of great stuff. Um, and I didn't even get to, I think I told you, I, like other than the things I was speaking at, I think I actually attended one session out of the 5,000 sessions going on. Because what would happen was, is I share my location everywhere I'm going. People know where I am. And I, like every five minutes, I'd be getting a message. Hey, Asif, we see you're here right now. Can you come over here and let's have a quick meeting? So it was like meeting after meeting. Fantastic. I ran into all kinds of interesting technologies and startups at various uh, events or, or parties or functions I was at. Met all kinds of crazy cool people. Uh, our event on the Sunday was just phenomenal. We had great turnout. We had great engagement. We had great follow-up from that. Uh, I'm just pumped. Uh, uh, Richard Marcus was phenomenal. And like, and everybody's still quoting his one quote that he, uh, that, that, that he kept saying, which was, you know, he's, this is the guy, his, his dad started Neiman Marcus, okay? And he told a story about, you know, watching his dad open this first store. And he said the one lesson that they always live by was, you know, in retailing is if you take care of your customers, they'll come back 
if you take care of your merchandise, it won't. <laughs> is that not is that not amazing? Is that not simple and just like right? So those are that uh, words to live by. Words to live by. Uh, that's deep. You know, um, my saying from when I was in school, in high school, was "Don't you hate it when your beer gets drunk and you don't?" <laughs> How's that? There you go. There you go. So, uh, and then <laughs> one of the, onto the next topic. <laughs> yeah, it's so so much money, so much sponsorship going on. Um, but you know, I read an article on the way down there that was describing if you've never been to South by, this is what you could expect, and so on. And and I, I and it stuck with me this 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 phrase that the 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 author used to describe what South by Southwest is, and he called it engineered serendipity. Uh, there's so much structure at all these sessions, and yet the, so much of the event is, is this serendipity. It's the spontaneous meetings that I, I was having, you know, throughout the the days I was there, uh, and and experiences that you have there. Um, and and one of those I'll, I'll share with you right now is so this little card that you're about to see here. It says this one's on us, um, and I'll explain what this is in a second. So. On Monday morning, I went to go just have a breakfast at a regular place uh, with a colleague. Sitting down, we have breakfast, we have great discussion. I ask for the check when we're done, and the waiter brings the check over uh, and puts it on the table. And I, you know, I, I, I take a look at it, grab my wallet, and I go to pay. Uh, and within like, you know, me putting, the, I actually put the money in the wallet and put it back on the on, on the table. And the waiter comes over, drops this green card on top of it, and said, "Mr. Khan, it's free." today your your meal, your meal's free and as you read it the, you flip this card over and it says uh, so it says this one's on us on the front it says and so is the hosting on the back and it's from GoDaddy GoDaddy bought the entire restaurant breakfast that morning uh, and it's not like they have people standing out on the street saying come on in here for a free breakfast it was like you didn't know until you actually went to pay that your breakfast was free uh, um, you know what a great Amazing. experience, right? What a great way to you know stick with the brand. So I went over, I found the people from from GoDaddy, uh, and thanked them uh, for that. And uh, we're going to get them on the show uh, in an upcoming episode to kind of talk about this thing because, you know, it's just such so, so, such a memorable thing and experience in in in, uh, in my mind. You know that I will forever associate with South by Southwest. What a transition though for that company, you know, from scantily clad women in the ads to trying to actually grow up a little bit and and uh, be a respectful respectable company. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyhow, go GoDaddy. Keep keep that stuff going. Go and um, and then the last thing I'll talk about is uh, you know I love Mondelez. I love Bon Inbaugh, uh the guy who runs digital over there. I had a chance to spend some time with him uh, at a couple uh, sessions, and I'm trying to convince him to come over to do our event in Madrid. Bonin, if you're listening, please do it. Uh, anyhow, the um, Oreo was like front and center uh, this this year around, and, and they launched this thing called the Trending Vending Lounge, which is this this thing this 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 lounge basically that looks at social media trends, uh, and then has a 3D printing capability built into it uh, called ChefJet, which is this uh, sort of industry uh, machine that's out there. It costs ten grand for one of these machines, and you can buy them if you got ten grand. You can go buy one of these, and you can 3D print food. And so they were using it so that you could actually go and 3D print your own Oreo cookie and eat it. Like with the, with the filling and the, the white with stuff? With the in them? filling and everything and like different colors and filling and whatever and, and make your own pattern. And How long did it take it, it was, to print? To print. How long did it take to print a uh, cookie? Like a couple minutes. Wow. It's like yeah. $10,000 to print an Oreo cookie. Yeah. Amazing. And apparently, like there's 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 already printers. I mean, astronauts have been using this stuff to print food in space, and like there's crazy stuff going on. So, 
anyhow, check it out. Uh, it's not one of our stories this week, but go just go, go Google Oreo 3D printing South by Southwest. You'll find it, or trending vending lounge at South by Southwest. You'll find it. It's pretty cool. I wonder what the like the impact on diet would be if if you uh, if you had to print all your food, right? And and, and it only took like you know uh, you know forty seconds to print lettuce or a, a ve- you know a vegetable if you could do that. Yep. And it took like an hour to print a cake or an Oreo cookie, right? Here here's the way that you constrict the human diet because we're impatient for food. No, no. Not getting, I don't know. I don't I'm not know. getting anywhere with that. Well, it sounds like uh, South by Southwest uh, did not disappoint at all. It sounds like it was actually a, uh, you know, but w- one of the things that I did hear about it, and maybe this is, we'll, we'll switch after this, is that it really, uh, you you alluded to it, that this is much more highbrow now where they're bringing in speakers. But I also I also read that, that you, you know, this is typically where companies like Foursquare made their entrance and Twitter made their entrance and, and yep. a lot of companies like that. Uh, it was actually an article by Chuck Martin. And, and what he said is this year there was not that that kind of stream of, of product launches and companies, innovative companies that that emerged from South by Southwest. And maybe that's a sign that it has matured into something that, you know, the original South by South, Southwest wasn't. Uh, back yeah, in the day no, I, I agree with that. Like I told you, I mean, uh, you know, it, you know, Julian Assange, Snowden yeah. spoke, uh, uh, um, Chelsea Clinton. Yeah. Um, you know, there was, I mean, and, and even the music acts. Like it's not just independence now that you, that South by has become famous for. Now you got yeah. Lady Gaga going down there. You got, you know, Springsteen did the keynote yes there. last year for the music. What's that? Springsteen did the keynote for the music yeah. last year. Yeah. So you know, and 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 it's you know it, it is a draw absolutely to get these names down there and and people get excited about. It, but you know, I think it has lost a little bit of the, uh, you know, sort of, uh, you know, why it was created. Yeah. Um, you know, and right. and we'll see, we'll see what happens. But certainly, from our perspective, the LBMA and our retail event, we'll be back next year. We'll be doing it again, and hopefully, you can make it this time, Rob. Well, circumstances lent for me not to be able to be there. This I'm just so disappointed. I'm saddened. But yes, right now I start planning 364 days from now. All right. All right. All right. Well, listen, before we get into the stories, uh, we do have uh, 10 stories to highlight. Uh, Here is Chuck Martin and our Mobile Minute. It's time for another Mobile Minute. Here are your hosts, Bob Woodbridge and Chuck Martin. Welcome back, everybody. So, Chuck, you were at South by Southwest, the land of innovation. What did you see that actually sparked your interest? Yeah, Innovation City, as it were. Uh, Last year, interestingly, Level Up, the, the mobile payment company, had all the concession stands locked up in terms of paying with mobile phones, essentially. Uh, this this year wasn't really a similar situation, so we kept looking for what is the new thing. What was kind of interesting is I was at a hotel outside of town. I had to get into town, couldn't get a taxi, so uh, ultimately someone called a friend who knew a friend, who and a, a car shows up, and they say, this is a taxi. There's nothing that says it's a taxi. There's no meter in Anyway, but it got me to downtown for a, a, a high fee. Uh, and when we got there, interestingly, this old beat-up car with no shock absorbers or anything, the guy, uh, I, I said, you take credit cards? He opens his glove box, of all things. He pulls a phone out and pulls it out a square reader, plugs it into his phone and starts telling me, this is the guy who invented Twitter, uh, who has this. He knew everything about mobile payments. Uh, I mean, barely had a car that worked, but he knew everything about mobile payments and was very, very, very proud that he could basically just swipe my card and he was moving to a paperless environment. Do you think that that's the big trend from South by Southwest is that everything can be turned into a commerce opportunity? 
Uh, well, there, there's a lot of commerce with, with uh, <laughs> as he said, there are 300,000 people there, which is really not the case. Um, it, although it, sometimes it seems like there are 300,000 people. And, but but what, what's happening is commerce is, is happening these little steps, these little things where it's just one cab driver doing one thing with one little device. And what happens is when that starts exploding, which which it is, then then we start to move to commerce where consumers start to say, oh, I see. I know how I can do this. I know how I can use my phone to pay. And that is Chuck Martin and our Mobile Minute. We do that five days a week on Untether.tv. I appreciate the fact that Chuck allows us to use it here. And of course, the time that he takes out of schedule to do it with me at Untether.tv. If you like that, you can actually subscribe on Untether.tv to get that in your inbox every day. Or of course, you can find it as a video podcast on iTunes as well. Thanks, Chuck. And that was our Mobile Minute. Now let's get on with these stories. Our top 10 stories of this past week that you should know about. Starting with story number All one. All right. So our first story is from our good friends at Banjo. Damian Patton and I um, got a chance to speak together uh, at uh, at South by on the Sunday, actually before our, our retail event started. Um, it was a nightmare getting there, but I got there, and you know we, we were first of all Damian and I were blown away because uh, we got there a little like a little bit early before our session started just to kind of you know sync up with each other, and we walked by the room and it was like half full. Half an hour before the session. Waiting for you guys. The, se- the session starts. The room's completely full, uh, like 150 people, with another 150 people in the hall lined up because there's no pre pre. Uh, you can't like you know pre buy your seat or anything. And uh, so we had to open the doors just so people could hear what we were talking about because they were staying around the hall. Uh, and it was great. It was a good good discussion. But anyways, um, the news about Banjo that came out this week um, is they raised $16 million, a Series B round. Uh, congrats to those guys. It's coming from uh, Baldwin and Capital uh, involved with that as well as uh, Blue Run. Uh, ventures. I met some of the guys from Blue Run, so that was cool. Uh, Vegas Tech Fund also. So one thing that a lot of people don't know about Banjo is, is when they launched, they were, uh, you know, Redwood City, California, you know, Silicon Valley company, and now most of their uh, their team is in Las Vegas. Uh, so that's you know a big part of this and, and helping grow that uh, that operation a little bit. But one of the key things about this, and we're you know what what Banjo is doing now, they've really kind of moved you know uh, the business model along to focus on. You know, helping people follow events that are going on. So, you know, tracking the conversation that's happening around, you know, this missing plane in Malaysia right now, or tracking the conversation around, you know, um, you know, some riot somewhere in the world, or, or you know, a sporting event that's going on, like when the World Cup's happening, or what have you. And so, it's like you're actually there, but you're not there. Um, so, it's like you know, sort of virtual location, uh, but being able to follow the actual conversation from the people who are on the ground. And one of the big things is this week, it's always been an app, um, and now they've launched a web app version, which is pretty awesome. Um, and I'm really excited about that. I got to see it live, and uh, it is amazing. The UX is great. Um, and, uh, you know, just kudos to these guys. They're really doing a great job on this. And, and even from a monetization perspective, their business model is selling the enterprise version of this to media companies so that when, you know, you, what you're watching TV, uh, or listening to radio, you know, well, watching TV in particular, I guess, um, you know, they've got this little suite of tools sitting there that they can suck this content in and kind of use it as part of the broadcast and, and bring in the social media content live with whatever it is they're talking about. Awesome. Congratulations, Banjo. 16 million bucks, man. Love it. 
All right, our second story here involves an app. There have been lots of these applications that have come out of the woodwork around uh, finding out what wait times are at local restaurants. Uh, now, this is an interesting, it's got an interesting spin. It's called Mahana, if I'm saying that right. It's at getmahana.com. It is a new service that allows you to see wait times at local restaurants. But along with the wait times, there's a couple of intriguing things here. You obviously have the ability to get invited once you've chosen the app and you've downloaded the app and you've signed up uh, and you've identified what restaurants you like to go. You get invited to exclusive restaurant events, which I really like. It's We've talked about exclusive, yep. exclusivity before, and I love that. Um, so you can actually receive direct messages from the restaurant itself. You can collect rewards for returning. Uh, one, one of the unique things is this ability to post a photo of you uh, in the application so that you're recognized and they know who you are in theory when you walk in the door. Um, and the greatest thing about this is you can all do this all through iBeacons. There isn't a check-in required. It's all with uh, low-energy Bluetooth. When you walk in the restaurant, things start to get activated through the application. I think this is a thing of things to come, a sign of things to come. And you can find out a little bit more about getmahana.com. But I, I mean, there's not not a lot here in, in Ottawa at this very moment. No, and, and just one last point on that. It, you know, the reason I kind of put this one forward this week is it's also uh, a South by Southwest uh, mainstay. Uh, it's listed as one of the 10 best startups in Austin. Mm. Uh, and they were front and center, uh, you know, at a lot of the restaurants during South by Southwest this past week. Yeah, and, and that's one of the key things. So maybe there was a few companies that launched. Maybe. We'll yeah. see where it goes. Yeah. Okay, our third story uh, comes from Germany uh, from uh, about a company called Locos Lab, um, and this is a uh, company that's focused on the indoor location space. Uh, they're combining both Bluetooth and Wi-Fi together to kind of give you a little bit better accuracy and capture you know sort of older networks that can't support uh, you know Bluetooth and only do Wi-Fi and and you know deal with Apple's uh, iOS issues around not understanding Wi-Fi or opening up Wi-Fi to third parties. Uh, so they're trying to combine all that together to uh, to give better accuracy. Obviously, not the first company to do this. Um, you know, we we've seen this from from a few players uh, out there. Uh, but you know, it's interesting. And I think one of the things that uh, the one thing that struck me as uh, about this particular offering and the way it's described is they talk about the um, the speed at which it can be set up and calibrated in the network. And they talk about it uh, basically about 30 minutes they can kind of fingerprint, if you will, a store and get it operational on, on the system. So that's that's important. That's uh, that's critical. We we you know we we know especially the traditional Wi-Fi based indoor positioning systems can take a long time to uh, to calibrate. So uh, anyhow, it's called local Locos Lab L O C O S L A B, uh, and it's out of Germany. And locoslab.com, you'll find more information about those guys. Yes. All right, our fourth story. Hey, listen, in Yahoo News, instead of acquiring every single company, sometimes they partner with some of the companies. Who knows how this goes? But they partner with Yelp to offer integrated place reviews right in their search results. Uh, so Google does this. Bing does this. Now it's Yahoo's turn. And this is only a logical step for Yahoo uh, because, look, we need more detailed, highly detailed uh, local information. So you, what are you going to get? You're going to get Yelp reviews, of course. You're going to get photos. You're going to get location, uh, the location of the, um, of the obviously, whatever you're looking for, integrated seamlessly into the search results. Now, I can't get this to work in Canada, which is frustrating because they have a partnership up here with Yellow Pages. And by uh. the way, Yellow Pages sucks compared to Yelp when it comes to reviews. So in a restaurant, you would type it in and it would say one review and it would give it a five star. That is not a review. That is useless information. So please, Yahoo!, Dump Yellow Pages and bring Yelp up to that integration up to Canada. And if you're already doing that, thank you, thank you, thank you, because Yellow Pages reviews suck. 
But I, uh, you know, the biggest thing that I realized in this, Asif, the biggest thing is that, hey, Yahoo still has a search engine. I had no idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently they do. There you go. There you go. So. Sorry. That was it. Yeah, that was my big joke. Nice. Nice. All right. Story number five. All right. Story number five is about a company called Emotiont. And these guys popped in my radar this week because they uh, they raised six million bucks, uh, so good for them. Uh, and these guys are all focused; they're focused on the retail sector. Uh, and the, what they're doing is is they're helping retailers uh, look at the emotional reaction that uh, shoppers in the store have to uh, you know the products, the items that they're seeing around them, their experiences with customer service people, etc. So this is all about sort of looking at emotional and being able to measure that to help retailers optimize. You know what they're doing in a store, um, and uh, I think it's pretty cool. We're going to talk about this uh, in a whole lot more detail uh, as one of our feature stories. So I'll come back to that a little bit later. But uh, Emotion raises six million dollars uh, to uh, look at uh, the how you feel about things in the store. This um, this was my face when I read about Emotion. Huh? Emotion.com. E M O T I E N T dot com. All right, those are the first five stories. I want to break this up with a little bit of a note from us. Hey, actually, this we'll call it sponsored by you. If you've ever wanted to support independent content like Untether.tv, like This Week in Location-Based Marketing, or like anybody, like it doesn't have to be us, but go and do it. There's a great service out there now called Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And if you go to patreon.com forward slash Untether, you yourself can have a direct influence on what we do here at This Week in Location-Based Marketing. All we're asking for is 25 cents per show. That's a dollar a month. That's $12 a year or more to be able to support this content. I think that what we bring to you is worth more than that, but I will let you be the judge. We call this a value for value model. If you find value in what we're doing, why not kick in a couple of bucks a year for us to be able to build out the show, do some more live shows together, travel around, hug each other. I don't know, whatever it might be. You sponsor, yeah. More, yeah. Yeah, hugs are a good thing, you know? Yeah, hugs are always a good thing, right? Hugs are welcome. Uh, if you sponsor us for more than $25 per month, we will send you a Untether mug and a bunch of shirts. But you're not doing it for that stuff. You're doing it to support what we're doing here. So if you want to, please go to patreon.com forward slash Untether. We thank those that have already done this. And if you want to do a one-time uh, contribution as well, you don't want to do this monthly, we can do that as well. And there have been a bunch of people that have done that in lieu of, uh, of doing it over Patreon. So... For all of you guys out there supporting and all of you that will support, we thank you so much. And please keep con contributing to this and we'll keep doing these episodes, of course. That's our plea. Patreon.com forward slash Untether. All right. Our sixth story, which has to be the greatest story on the planet right now. Forget everything that you know. It's better than Bruce Springsteen right now. This is about a university... Uh, come on, this is in Peru, a Peruvian university, UTech, which uh, is the University of Eng Engineering and Technology. Uh, uh, like I can't even, I can't even put words to this. It is unfreaking believable. I'm, I'm, in fact, I'm not going to put words to this. I want you to watch this video that describes it so well. It's a minute long. Here is what we're talking about. It, it's a billboard that converts hu humidity, the air humidity, into drinking water. The University of Engineering and Technology was about to open the application period for 2013, so they needed to call students' attention. Lima and its surrounding villages are located in the coastal desert of Peru. In this place, there are many people suffering from the lack of potable water. The presence of rain in this region is almost zero. 
but the atmospheric humidity is about 98%. Inspired by this, we worked as a team, UTEC and the agency, to build the first billboard that produces drinking water out of air. The billboard has a unique technology that captures the air humidity and turns it into drinking water. The billboard has already produced thousands of liters of drinking water. That equals the water consumption of hundreds of families per month que pongan en diferentes lugares, ¿no? si es posible en cada anexo, en cada caserío, en cada pueblo, para que el agua sea generada por medio de los paneles, un ¿no? agua que real, realmente nos da vida. ¿no? It is a billboard that converts air humidity into drinking water. So listen, they get about less than half an inch of rainfalls and they get their humidity is the relative humidity in the air is 98%. Basically, all it does is it sucks the humidity in, does a whole bunch of funny stuff in the technology, which is amazing. Uh, and it can, and so far what it does, is it, it creates about 3000 liters of drinking water per month. It's amazing. Month. It's insane. I love it. I see. Like, and what they did this. This was a project in order to be able to kind of attract more students into uh, into UTech, this Peruvian uh, uh, university. On, like, I don't even know what to say about this other than I'm humbled by the fact that they've done this. And now they're talking about rolling this out into other cities. This is amazing. This is innovation. I love it. I don't know about you, but I love this, Asif. I love it. Uh, no, I mean, it's, it doesn't get my eye. That, right? I mean, you know, the stories that we bring on this show, anytime, you know, it's a story about, you know, social good or helping people, uh, you know, and, and technology innovation around that, it's hard to, it's hard to argue that, it, you know, it, it's, it's not, you know, let alone the feature story for, for the week for what we're covering, but, you know, just unbelievably amazing and, and helpful to everybody around the world. And it's not even about advertising, no. right? It, it's not even about, you know, uh, helping some brand get their message across. It's just about helping people get water, you know, the stuff we take for granted here. Amazing. Well, so watch that video over and over again. That's UTech converting from the billboard, converting the air humidity into drinking water. I don't know. What can, I don't know what can top that, Asif, but try it with story number seven here. <laughs> the story number seven pales in comparison. <laughs> exactly. Should we just pause uh, so for Apple, a second here? This is about Apple. Uh, Apple launched iOS seven point one, uh, which is some basically some updates to the iBeacon technology and really focused on helping retailers out. And obviously, we're doing a lot of work with retailers over here at the LBMA. Um, so this is kind of interesting. So basically, what they're doing is is they're enabling the in-store beacons to uh, to be recognized um, even when the apps are are, are not running. Um, and, and so, it, the interesting thing about this is is that um, you know retailers have been looking at this stuff and they've been everyone's been testing beacon technology, but up until seven point one, you sort of had to you know wake up the feature in the app in order for it to to be aware of what's going on. So in this case, short of you actually shutting off location services or Bluetooth on your device, 
uh, it's basically running in the background and it's able to sense that there's a beacon nearby that's trying to push something to, to you and respond to that. So I think this is good. It helps retailers not have to try and figure out creative, you know, marketing ways to convince you to uh, to to uh, you know to turn your stuff on or, or launch the app. Um, you know, it makes it simple and it's uh, just nice little technology tweak. It is, and and for those that are counting, it's been launched. Uh, you know, iBeacon technology has been launched in 254 Apple stores in the United States. Kenneth Cole, Timberland, and I think that it, there's a couple of other stores that are that are mm. launching. But these are the big guys that have that have done it. All right. right, our eighth story. Uh, so HP, um, this is this is a South by Southwest story. They they show how augmented reality will replace the traditional search engine. And the way I look at it is HP is getting into the image recognition game and calling it augmented reality with this service called Orasma. I did yeah. not mispronounce that. Orasma. No, that's what it's called. And it's this Orasma is a company they bought some time ago. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is not a new story, man. I mean, this no. is Blipper has been on this on this message for like two years. I mean, they're all about image recognition. Um, Layers, they're doing about, the same thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's all about looking at uh, you know uh, the way we search for things being image based. Uh, yeah. And I can talk about this all day. We will talk about this a bit more as as one of our features. But uh, yeah, Erasma South by they showed some good examples of it. I did walk by their booth and check it out. Um, wasn't all that impressed. No, and, and but it, but it really does. All it, all it's doing is is capturing. I, I think that the simplicity of the setup is what we'll talk about. Is the fact that you can get this up and running yes. in, in no that time. That is true. And and uh, right. but it requ it requires an Erasma app, which is another challenge. But we'll, we'll talk about that. But it, needless to say, they think this is the the future of search, and we've been talking about this being the future of search since we started this, which is that search yeah. typing is archaic. Image recognition is the way to go. But this is by far not augmented reality whatsoever. So. That is our eighth story. If you want to know a little bit more about Erasma, it sounds it's spelled exactly how it sounds. How would you spell it? A U R A S M A dot com. We'll come back and talk about that on the flip side. All right, over to Australia. Uh, if you are a fan of Australian football, uh, Aussie rules football, this is the thing for you. This is called the Alert Shirt. Uh, it's developed by a company called Wearable Experiments, um, and basically what they've done is is they created a smartphone app and a and a wearable shirt that has a bunch of sensors in it, uh, and it's connected up to what's actually happening on the field. So as these football players are banging around and and bumping into each other, uh, you feel it as they're playing, and you experience it as a fan by wearing this shirt. Uh, and it uses Bluetooth technology to uh, to communicate between the app and the shirt. Uh, and yeah, you know, kind of interesting. I'm not, you know, I don't know if I necessarily want to feel it. You know, I like to sit back and just enjoy the game and have a beer or whatever, but you know, some people want to feel it, I guess. Some people want to feel the, like, and it's not just the hits, right? It was also like the anticipation. So you, they yeah. say that as you're getting, as a player is getting ready to do something and like, you can feel it fluttering if he's nervous and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm waiting for the, uh, the hockey jersey. Yes. Right? Yes. Like that's what I, Wilson's got to be right behind that thing. I mean, it's, yeah. Or, or like, uh, you know, I was thinking like the alert jock, right? So when somebody gets the kicked, alert in, jock. somebody gets kicked in the nads, you you feel it hard, right? I don't yeah. know. I, I so mean, anyhow, uh, an interesting uh, thing. So it's called the alert shirt, yeah. uh, just like it's spelled, uh, and it's uh, in Australia only and only focused on uh, on uh, Australian football right now. Yeah. So you can go to uh, wearableexperiments.com to see what else these guys are doing. Very cool. I mean, this is the future, right? The you know the uh, responsive touch like this based on an yeah. app, the app as the hub. Um, 
All right, our 10th story and our last story before we do a few deep dives here is, uh, you know, this is one of those things that, uh, you know, I don't think that it's legal to drive with headphones on. You shouldn't be doing this in a car. I see a lot of people skiing with headphones on and they're listening to the music because you guess what? You're not aware. You don't hear those ambient sounds around you that alert you to something like a car coming your way, a snowboarder behind you. Um, or, or even as you're walking out in front of a car, uh, a horn. So this is a New York-based startup uh, called One Llama. They're de developing a technology that mimics the human ear so that smartphones and wearable devices basically can uh, monitor, always monitor nearby sounds and warn us of impending or pending danger. So, you know, I, I put on my Springsteen tunes and I step out in front of something. It will listen to horns or sound of around me and, and warn me. I don't know how it warns you. It's a shrill alert. Um, this is only going to be available on Android to begin with. Um, and it sits running in the, it quietly in the background. It's constantly scanning for danger. And then it sends this alarm basically to you. It is, you know, I think that they've got this database of uh, sounds where they're doing sound recognition. And they, if they, they'll recognize a horn or something around you, and uh, and that database will obviously increase as more trauma is done yep. to people wearing headphones. Uh, this is, I think, I, it's pretty cool. It doesn't yeah. matter whether you're driving. You know, potentially this technology could work there, or you're walking and yeah. and and or riding a bike, or out for your morning jog, or whatever it is. You know, there's so many applications for this. We're we're just, you know, we're kind of always in. I, I see people all the time. You know, they're, they're like this, Heads looking down. down they got the headphones going. They're not paying attention to what's going around. I mean, this this makes sense to me. Yeah, well, it does. Um, and, and, and they've got all the patents on this, too. So, uh, you know, way to go, uh, One Llama. It's a weird name, One Llama. But uh, I, Llama. I I gather the play here is to license this to other app makers so that it becomes integrated into the device and the operating system. And I think that's when it gets there. Um, so if you're yeah. interested, One Llama. That's one L-L-A-M-A dot com. I think that's a cool story. I think so, too. One Llama. All right. Yeah. Or you can just take your headphones off when you're wandering around New York City or driving your car. That works. Yeah, please. All right. Those are the 10 stories. How do we do there? What do you think? Are those the most important stories? They are some pretty cool stories. We're going to talk about a couple of them as we go through uh, on the flip side of this. Uh, but uh, we'd love your feedback. Please reach out. Rob at Untether.tv or Seif at the LBMA.com. All right. Uh, Asif. What if I said to you uh, that uh, banjo, like we, when we talk about banjo, I, I, I always got to think that that what these guys are doing is like, especially with their replay technology, I, like I love what these guys are doing. They started off as this kind of broad social network integration, like one screen dashboard for everything that that is related to me. And they really made their money. They're making their money selling to CBC or, or uh, NBC when it comes to selling uh, a broader media platform. Uh, but one of the things that I really love about what they're doing is this replay technology because it captures the moments that we miss because we're not always on social networks. So 16 million bucks is, is a uh, their Series B. That goes with the five million dollars that they've already raised, and uh, this has been one of these companies that have been in the in the shadows for some time, actually selling their product. But I love what they're doing with this technology. I love it. Yeah, I mean, you know, the way I think about this technology now is it, it's it's like um, it's like a PVR for the web. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, that, this is what it is. Right. I mean. I don't know about you, but I, I rarely now watch live TV. I just I'm never here. I don't have time. I, I you know record everything. 
you know, on the you know PVR everything, and then just watch it whenever I got time. Yep. And effectively, that's what this is for the real world, if you will, uh, for for the web, uh, for you know, conversation that's happening around events around the world that you might be interested in, uh, but you just can't you, you can't pull it all together. And that's where that replay feature you're talking about is just amazing. And and I think, you know, now that there's a web app version of this as well as you know, sort of the the standard uh, mobile app version. Um, you know, I, I think this is just accessible to so many people, so many brands. Uh, it, it, they've just they've just blown this thing wide open, and I, and I love it. And I think you know, there's so many smart people involved with this organization and, and, and investors. I, 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 hard, I have a hard time time thinking it's not going to succeed because uh, they've already built a nice user base. This thing, I remember talking to these guys a year and a half ago, and I was asking them about their user base, and they were telling me that like one of the biggest uh, populations of people, as far as you know, geographically spread of, of where their users were, was like in Turkey, you know, uh, of all places. And I'm sitting there going, really? Like, I mean, people are, are sitting here fighting for you know the U.S. and Canada and and the U.K. and whatever, and and you got like you know like Turkey, thirty percent of your user base in Turkey. Um, yeah, because there's there's like there's so many like this thing's tracking events anywhere, right? And it's wherever people care and are passionate and sharing content, uh, whatever that content might be, whether it's on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or Pinterest or what have you. They're pulling it all in, they're curating it, and they're pulling it together by event. And I think this is a uh, uh, just an absolute worthwhile service. Yeah, that everybody should check out. Everybody should be on this thing. One of the things that I uh, there's uh, there's opportunity for everything. So there's real time monitoring and traffic uh, monitoring for what's going on right now. So that that's what uh, you know big big networks are using it for. But as well, you, you know, there's this thing called binge watching on television. Mm -hmm. you, you yourself said it, like your PBR everything. So you know, Game of Thrones, for example, or. Yep. or um, uh, it, it is not. Um, uh, it is old school television, or or The Walking Dead is old school television, where you are watching it at a set time. You cannot download them all unless you wait till the end of the uh, no. the season. Um, so this is one of those things that if you PVR Game of Thrones and you've isolated yourself in a cocoon or Walking Dead and you've isolated yourself and you have not heard what's going on, you and you want to feel that that total um, experience around the, the thing, you can use this kind of technology to basically replay, say, okay, start at this time. And as I'm watching it, I want to watch the Twitter stream or the Facebook stream. I don't want to, I, you know, at that moment, whenever that is. And I love the idea of, of PVRing the web um, around specific events so you don't miss anything. And I think there's huge opportunity for broadcast networks, not just news networks, but broadcast entertainment networks to be able to do, uh, to do this at the same time. So uh, I, I, I'm fascinated by what, what Banjo, we, I've, we've always been fascinated by what these guys are doing. I've always been fascinated by Damien. He's just an insane guy uh, with such a great background. Uh, yeah, so, and you know what, like, you know, for the, for the people watching and listening, like, you don't have to, it, it doesn't have to be about Bruce Springsteen. Yes, you can track every Bruce Springsteen concert on I did. When he was in Australia, I used and banjo. all that content, and yep. I'm sure Rob does that, yep. right? Um, but it, it doesn't matter. They can; these guys can track anything. And uh, so, you know, if you're not doing it yet, go and do it. Uh, banjo, uh, ban.jo, I believe. Yeah, it is. Um, and and you're good to go. I did I did track Springsteen when he was through his uh, South African and his Australian tour, and and it was amazing. So I'm sold. All right, uh, so. Uh, we go from uh, banjo recording everything, uh, PVR for the web, PVR for mobile, uh, when it comes to social networks, and into this, uh, this concept of capturing emotion 
on your face. If you are a sociopath, you don't understand what emotion means. Maybe this is something that you can use. But but this is it's it's a cool technology. But do we really need some kind of device, a camera, to capture the grimace on my face when I pick up a you know a product that I don't like? And and how, where does this go when it comes to invasion of privacy? We're talking about emotion here. They raised six million dollars, but man, like, is this really, really, really necessary? Well, first of all, you know, I, I personally I like this technology. I think it's 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 really slick. I think this is you, you in in a retail environment in particular, which is where they're focused right now, you you already have camera technology there. So, this is simply, you know, finding ways to repurpose some of that camera technology to, you know, gather some intelligent some data and actually make some intelligent, you know, decisions on planogramming exercises and other things. No different in some respects than what we're doing with some of the indoor uh positioning yep. uh data. Right. Except this time we're actually reading facial expressions. And this and this thing is like it's crazy. It, it's tracks sev seven facial expressions, seven primary emotions, joy, surprise, sadness, anger, fear, disgust and contempt. Um, and then overall sentiments of positive, neutral, and negative. And so they're not tracking. What I like about this is, is they're not tracking individual consumers uh, and trying to do something, you know, to to influence an individual, you know, purchase decision. They're taking this data and they're aggregating it together, and they're looking at at it and providing that, you know, sort of an analysis back to the retailers. To say, well, you know, everybody who comes into this store, we've looked at their, you know, the uh, their facial expressions as they look at this product display. Um, and in aggregate, what we see is is a very negative response to this display. Uh, and yet, when they move over to this display over here, we see a positive one. So, what are they seeing over here that's good that they're not seeing over here that's bad? And how can you use that data to affect what you're doing in terms of how you lay out your products and services and things like that? Or, you know, we keep seeing this particular sales associate. You know, they 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 you know people hate them. Um, you know, what, what's it saying? Or, or or they're just getting a bad feeling from it. Um, and so, so what can we do about that? Maybe we move them to uh, you know somewhere else in the store. I don't know, but uh, there's valuable data here that's coming from this. I love the fact that it's 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 aggregated, and I think this this is extremely useful to a retailer to figure out how they can optimize performance. I wonder how uh, Botox fits into this. Because I'm smiling and I'm grinning at there the same. Uh, and thought about that one. Uh, you know, it's exactly only I would think of that. See if it's okay. You you you. I'm, I'm almost ready for that. Not, yeah, not quite. Pragmatic and. Uh, you know, there's, there's, a, I just thought of this perfect example. I, uh, there's a, a grocery store around the corner from my house. I go there, uh, you know, on the way home from the office, and uh, I, I stand in line, and there is this shrill. She seems, I, I, her name is Rose, and she's a wonderful lady. She's not as old as a Rose should be, but she is. Her name is Rose, but she yeah. has the most shrill, annoying, painful voice, and she's always talking, and she's the slowest cashier, and she's always the one that's on when it's jammed, and there's only one cashier open, and she's like, oh, how. Why you? How you doing? Blah, blah, blah. What's this product? And it's like, it takes her 20 minutes. And you should see the expressions of pain on every one of the people sitting in line. This technology, without saying so much, I mean, I it's obvious that she just annoys not only us, but every teller. You can see them going, oh. So there's some things you need, something something like emotion. Some things you just need mm -hmm. common sense to, to do. But I, you know, I, I'm not going to argue that this is a, a cool technology. I just think that there's so many factors that play into it. I could be looking at a product and my kid is kicking me in the shin, right? And how do you take that into consideration? So the technology is nascent, but wow, emotioned. Yeah. And plus, I don't like shopping anyways. How do they overlay that? 
So, Rose, if you're listening to this, which you're not, I'm sorry for insulting you, but I hate <laughs> standing in line. Don't worry. R- Rob will buy you a coffee. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, so, emotion.com, E-M-O-T-I-E-N-T.com. Let us know what you think about that. I'm very interested to know if you want your emotions tapped anonymously to determine whether you like a product or not. Like, I could be, sometimes I squint, right? Because I don't wear my glasses. I'm like, what does that tell you? What's this face mean? I'll tell you what, uh, if, you, if, if, you're, if you're listening to this and, and you're following that and, and you'll take Rob's, uh, you know, call to action there, go to the LBMA site this week. And on the okay. front page, you'll see a little uh, survey, um, a poll. And we'll throw that up as a poll, whether you, you'd be willing and, or, or do you feel good about being, uh, having your emotions tracked in store? Just simply yes, no. And uh, just go to the homepage of the, the LBMA, T-H-E-L-B-M-A dot com site, and you'll see it there. That's good, because I would like to know what this face is. What do you do with that? <laughs> All right. Okay, the last story we want to talk about is this uh, brouhaha over HP declaring the end to text textual search, if you will, and saying that it's all augmented reality, but in reality... Their augmented reality is just image recognition that is tied to a back-end search engine, which basically you know, gives you the results. There are some things that they overlay on top of the image. Mm. But is this? would you consider this, first of all, it's not innovative. Second of all, it's not worthy of an announcement. But third of all, this is not augmented reality, is it? Uh, personally, no. I mean, for me, augmented reality is, is all about, you know, I hold up my phone and there's an experience that I'm having, you know, with virtual content that's layered on top of the physical world. Yeah. This is, uh, yes, I mean, in some cases there is content that's layered on top of, you know, whatever it is I'm, I'm trying to, you know, hold my phone over. But, but it's, not, it's not really experiential uh, in most cases of what they're talking about. This, this is like, you know, hey, I hold my, uh, my phone up over the, uh, you know, the craft salad dressing and it tells me that, uh, you know, it's uh, th- this is really good on a, uh, on a Caesar salad uh, or, or, you know, wh- whatever it is, right? So, you know, or the ingredients in it or something like that. I mean, that's typically what they've been showing here. I, I did go by this. I wasn't crazy impressed. I do love HP, uh, you know, and the Erasmus technology that they acquired some years ago, uh, you know, as a development platform is solid. And and so one of the things that's really good about this is the speed at which you can create, uh, you know, these layers uh, of, of content. And so it, for me, it comes down to what do you choose to do with this uh, ability uh, and this rapid deployment capability to actually create great content. Yeah. Uh, and that's where the, you know, the, you know, the rubber hits the road, so to speak, right? If you're simply saying, here it is, and we can search this thing and match it up against the database and tell you what it is, Old you know, that's called Amazon Flow, <laughs> people. That's called Amazon Flow. And it works really well. And I can buy the product you know, after I search for it based on its image. Um, so yeah, you know, there's, know. A, there's some good examples around how how they've been using it in education, right? And it's been widely right. adopted. But but basically, they're, they're taking like an algorithm or a graph and doing image recognition on that, and then describing what it is. Or they're they're you know, you put your phone yeah. over with the Erasma app, you put your phone over uh, a photo, and it uh, and it plays a video over that. I mean, this, this is stuff that we've seen before. It's not augmented reality the way that we feel that it should be. Uh, but one of the key things is that it's very simple to get going. It's free to get going. And there's a developer program that you can start to implement right away. So in terms of layman's augmented reality, I think that that's where this stands. But it's just not, this is not innovative. Guys like Layer have, have transformed their entire business or Blippar. Or, or even Blipper. I yeah. mean, Blipper uh, just announced, you know, a, basically a rapid deployment capability like this, uh, you know, a few weeks back as well. Uh, and and they've been doing this for like I said two years earlier on. I mean yeah. like this is not new. They they've always been about image recognition and not about 
you know, sort of standardize uh, AR. So, so like they've been coming at it from that angle from the beginning, uh, and they were they were at uh, at South by as well, Jessica and, and her team. So. You know, the, like even the Valpac, you know, the coupon guys. Yeah, yep. Like those right. guys, those guys have uh, they tried to go push out augmented reality onto their uh, onto their envelopes, and and nobody understood what augmented reality. So they said, hey, just you know, image recognition, and that's how they basically scanned in uh, through image recognition. They scanned in a coupon so that it went, you know, it was portable yeah. on your phone instead of using. It's, the... it, it has to be experiential. So here yeah. in Toronto, we have the Toronto Star newspaper, one of the biggest newspapers in the country. Uh, and they've been working with Blipper, so every once in a while, like I, I still get the physical paper at the house. On you know, I read it on the weekends. I like to sit back with my coffee and flip through the thing, and you know, all of that, right? And I do that. And every once in a while, there's a Blipper-enabled version that shows up in paper, and says right on the front of it, "Download this app," uh, and you go through it. And, and as you're flipping through the paper and all the sections, you know, you come to the sports or you come to the you know the tech section or the business section or whatever, you'll see this little symbol and you just hold your phone up and whatever it is, if there was an image on that paper, all of a sudden you see a a you know a live video of it or or something else of whatever it is they're describing in the yeah. newspaper. And that works because it's it's truly augmented reality. I mean you're augmenting the experience. You're taking something that's a print article in a newspaper and you're creating, you know, a, a version of it that's, you know, that, that you can actually interact with or, or feel or experience. And and for the most part, what I saw with with Erasmus implementation, it's not the technology. The technology is awesome. It's great. Uh, it, it's the use cases that people are that, that are putting putting, uh, you know, in, forth with this that are are the problem. I agree. I, I, I we're early on this. HP may be a little bit late, but I, I don't think that this is going to replace search. Uh, we think that uh, like image and recognition is going to replace search. Image replaces search, yeah. absolutely. But yeah, I mean, we've been talking about that forever. But if you're interested in Erasma, A-U-R-A-S-M-A dot com, there is a developer program. There's some good videos that have been playing while we've been talking about this. But also that if um, if you want to understand how this is being used currently, uh, just go to Erasma dot com. Hey, listen, before we jump into the uh, the uh, calendar events here, Asif. Uh, I, I just want to uh, call it. Maybe maybe this could be a new se section here. I don't don't know or not. But I just I was just accepted into the beta program for a, for an app called Accompli, which means finish in French. Accompli, and it mm -hmm. is a it is a one of these new mail applications. And you know I've tried these all. And maybe this doesn't have anything to do with the location, but this is about uh, creating efficiency in my life. And if you have an opportunity, go go and uh, do a search for Accompli on uh, on the App Store. Uh, it, it is a very slick, very cool e replacement for uh, email, uh, your inbox, your email app. But it has mail, calendar, it integrates with files, and it and focuses on the people that you know. Uh, and it adds context around it, uh, location, where I'm standing. It's a very, 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 very cool app. It's called Accompli, A-C-O-M-P-L-I. I just want to shout out to that because I've been waiting for a while to get into it. I'm so impressed. It has replaced all the other ones that I've downloaded, which include Mailbox, Boxer, Hop, you name them all, Accompli for me is a complete mail client that actually might rival the iOS client. Accompli. Wow. Anyway, I'll check it out. Accompli. All right, tell us what's going on with the uh, calendar of events. What's going on with the well, location you know, marketing we're, association? We're, we're in the middle of the schedule here, kind of leading up to uh, uh, the summer already. But uh, there's there's so much going on, and uh, so just start to start with next week. Uh, I'll be in Atlanta. Uh, well, I got I got two other trips before I get to Atlanta, but uh, I'll be in Atlanta on uh, the Thursday, the twentieth. Uh, for the Atlanta Wireless Forum is, is holding a meetup uh, with location as, as its central theme. Uh, so myself, uh, Digital Element, Auto Trader will be on a panel talking about all this stuff. So that's on the t evening of, of uh, March 20th. So come out if you're in Atlanta to that. 
the following week on the on the Tuesday the 25th, the LBMA Dallas chapter is holding a meetup uh, focused on beacon technology. Uh, so I encourage you to come out uh, for that as well. Um, and you know, then there's a bunch of other stuff uh, coming in April uh, and, and May. We're uh, maybe launching. I can't I can't say too much about it yet, but. Uh, there's one thing that came out came out of South by Southwest is, is is I got commitments from people to launch four new chapters of the LBMA in, in the U.S. alone. So I would say uh, watch for uh, uh, new chapters coming in the next few months uh, in L.A., Chicago, Minneapolis uh, potentially, and in Austin itself. So there you go. And all of those you will attend the launch of those. I will be at the launch of all of them. The ribbon yeah. cutting. The ribbon cutting. Well, we would love your feedback from this episode. Uh, please reach out to Rob at Untether.tv or Seif at TheLBMA.com. If you have any feedback or any suggestions, before we go, we're going to leave you with our resource of the week. Hey, you know what? Couch potatoes? Second screens? My goodness. We are neither of those in North America, are we? Well, well you, we're you couch know, potatoes. The, the health researchers will tell you that we are based <laughs> on our, you know, our, our body mass index ratings and, mm. and obesity ratings and all that kind of stuff. But apparently... According to uh, you know to this research that uh, an article in Media Post that uh, that came out this week, um, a new global web index uh, survey showed that uh, in fact we are nowhere near that compared to you know Japan and Europe and and other markets where people spend a lot more of their time doing second screen applications than we do. Uh, so I won't go into all the details on on the data there, but uh, we'll we'll post that up uh, the link here uh, to the Media Post article. Um, Really interesting stuff. Have you ever uh, sat down and used a, like a true second screen? I'm not so talking about like the diversion screen, which is like the TV's on and I'm doing something completely unrelated to what's going on on the television, but used a second screen application. Well, I, I've used GetGlue and things yeah. like that. Uh, you know, I haven't used them lately, but I have. I, I did use them a fair bit when they first came out. Um, and you know, it was. In some ways, it's similar to like something like Foursquare in the real world, but um, you know, I, I I didn't see enough value in it myself uh, to kind of stick with it. But uh, you know, some some of the social uh, pieces that are connecting into some of these, especially reality TV shows yeah. like Survivor and things like that, I can I can see where where it makes sense. You know, I I, I tried to do it this week uh, for the uh, Walking Dead, uh, which my wife and I watch religiously. Uh, if you can believe it, we it's a religion to watch something about zombies. Anyway. Zombies are new religion. Um, and, and I tried to use it on my phone. It was like, a, hey, log on now to the second screen experience. And uh, it was a bunch of polls and a bunch of things. And it was interactive, right? So it, it, it followed the, the flow of the television yep. show. And it said, like, what do you think? Who's going to be, who's going to have the highest kills in the show, right? And, and you do the poll and then it goes on to the next screen. It's all web-based. And, um, and uh, it was shitty. Like it was a terrible experience. It doesn't augment. In fact, it detracts from the experience of the television, mm -hmm. which we've often talked about. Is that, look, when I want to watch a television show, I want to watch a damn television, watch television show, television. right? Uh, and especially The Walking Dead because it's full of nuance. If you haven't watched that show, it's amazing. It, it the the nuance of the show is is something that you only capture when you're focused on it. And to distract from this, uh, I, I mean, it was a piece of shit. And for me, that was a total. It, it, it's harming the brand if they continue this. That's my experience. I'd love to hear what you think of this. If if you've ever done this experience, but it was so bad like i couldn't finish it and then when i did when i went back to it you know i wanted to see what would happen after the ad it came to the ad and then like it, it made me start over again almost it was just a terrible experience and if you're going to do that if you're going to butcher it like that don't because you're ruining the brand with the show and like that so um that's my second experience second screen experience there you go not good not good
Knocking. All right, we've run out of time. Uh, this was episode number 173. We will be back with episode number 174. We say that if there was any doubt, do not worry. We will be here next week for 174. We hope you've enjoyed this. And please, 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 if you've got a few extra dollars that change in your pocket, go to patreon.com forward slash untether. Contribute a few bucks our way. Let's continue the show going. And, add, you know, augment it. Get some new bumpers, maybe some new hosts. We'll pay for some professional talent, you know? <laughs> Whatever. Hey, you know. Get some lights for Asif now that he's got a good mic. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we'll be back next week for episode 174. We appreciate the fact that you guys tune in each and every week. And we really appreciate the fact that you made your way, if you did, out to uh, Austin and uh, attended Retail Loco uh, and uh, look for it next year. Anything else to say to that, Asif? Absolutely not. All right. Good. All right, folks. We'll see you next week. Enjoy the last pieces of winter if you've got them. Enjoy the sunshine if you're down south of the snow line. And we'll see you for episode 174 next week. Thanks. Salut. Salut.